You don't know how you realize you forget how to walk until you try to walk up here. <laughs> I was uh, studying. God, God works in funny ways. I did not have a venue to speak at. I didn't have any place to, to speak what God had been giving me. And I was studying one day, and I get a text. Can you speak on Friday, or Wednesday the 13th of February? And I think my response was, with knocking knees, I will be there. <laughs> I could sing this to you and, and be a whole lot more comfortable. Susan Tidwell back there is shaking her head. She knows what I'm talking about. But I know that everyone in here, I love them, and I know they love me. So I'm trying not to be nervous. Y'all just bear with me. God has given me something, and it's not easy. And, and I know Pastor Randy and, and Brother, Brother Miller both Sunday preached messages that they found hard to preach because they was hard messages but they was where we lived. And God has given me, uh, I love the story of David. It's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. In, in, in Acts 13.22, I didn't, I didn't tell them, and I, I should have, but I didn't. But it says, after removing Saul... He made David their king. He testified concerning him, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. God said this. It wasn't a man. It was God said this. David is a man after my own heart. And I always thought in my heart that I would love that testimony to be found in me am I a man after God's own heart you really to, 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 to really uh, preface the story of David you have to go back to Saul because Samuel God told, was praying to God he told he told uh, God that the people are wanting a king. They'd always been ruled by judges before that. But they wanted a king. Somebody that they could place before them and, and him be able to pronounce whatever and, and it be done. And, and God took a little bit of, of offense to that. He's, he's, he was saying that... Uh, well... They want to replace me with a person. Now, nothing, nothing bad about Saul. Saul was a great, a great man. He said he was a man of integrity, a man, of, uh, a man that loved God. He said he was good looking, tall. I mean, he's everything you wanted in a leader. Everything. But as you see him go through his kingship... He let things change. 
And he, and he started seeking after things that he shouldn't have been seeking after and doing things that he shouldn't have been doing. God even warned the people that if when they got a king that they was going to, he was going to be, uh, uh, he's going to take their kids and make them slaves, make them warriors, uh, make, his, make their handmaidens, make them cooks and, and workers in the castle and work, workers in the kingdom and, and all this stuff. He told them that. He told them what, what all was going to happen. And it happened just like God said it was going to. Saul, God told him that I am going to replace you as king because of the way you have lived your life. And that was one of the saddest endings of a king. If you go through, you probably all have read the story. But I'm telling you, at the end, it, it was, he took his own life. Right here is where we start with David. And right here is where I want to pray. Dear Lord, I just thank you, God, for your love, for your mercy to us. God, I ask you right now, Lord, to give me the words that you've given, that you've laid on my heart to help me to, to speak them the way you would want me to speak them tonight. God, I ask you, Lord, just to, that anointing would flow and, the, and that everything that you've given me, Lord, would touch hearts tonight. Lord, I just thank you and I praise you and I glorify your holy name because you are worthy. In Jesus' name, amen. Why was David called a man's after, man after God's own heart? That's what I was, I was studying. You know, he was a humble man, they said. It said, David wrote that, that low-born men are but a breath. The high-born are but a, but a lie. If weighed in the balance, they are nothing. Together they are only a vapor. David... David was the young, a young man when he got anointed to be king. It was 15 years before he would become king. After he got anointed, God put him through a lot of things, taught him a lot of things. But David always had the heart of God, always kept his heart with God. He, he wasn't always good. He'd done a lot of bad things. But he always come back to the Lord and always had a heart to, to, to repent to the Lord. He was reverent. He said, I call to the Lord who is worthy of all praise and I am saved from my enemies. He was respectful be merciful to me, O Lord, for I am in distress. My eyes grow weary with sorrow and my soul and body with grief. He always respected the Lord, trusting. He said, the Lord is my light and salvation. In whom shall I fear? The Lord is my strength. 
my stronghold of my life, and whom shall I be afraid? He was loving. I love you, O Lord, with all my strength. He was faithful. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Wrote the 23rd Psalms. The Lord is my shepherd. You know, if, if the Lord is your shepherd, that means you're a sheep. That means that, you're a, that, that you follow him. That, that, that a sheep will not do anything that the shepherd won't, you know. When he, he'll lead them to water, he'll lead them to grass. But they, they, they follow him. Every now and then they'll get out of, out of line. But they will basically follow what the shepherd tells them to do. And he was saying, the Lord is my shepherd. He was always faithful. He was obedient. Give me understanding and I will keep your law and obey it with all my heart. But the one that God really laid on my heart was he was repentant. After everything he had gone through, after all the bad things that he had done David knew that he could lay down his, his, on, his on his face before the Lord and say God I am sorry God looks on the heart we look on the outside we see all the bad things a lot of people does you know it's easy, it's easy to see some of the things some people do they, they, they flaunt it on Facebook they put it on, I mean, social media is, is this thing that, that, that it, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> I mean, pe people show their real colors on Facebook a lot of times. That's the reason if you just see me like something or I, I just kind of go over it. I really, I kind of read people by the way they Facebook a little bit. <laughs> but uh, David always had a repentant heart and that's where God that's where God brought me tonight and uh, I know that probably most of us haven't done a lot of things I've got something I want to read before, and it I couldn't get a bigger deal so I, I want to read this there are two types of sins the sins of commission and sins of omission. What are sins of commission and versus omission? He said, that's a great question. There are two types of sins any human can commit. Sins of commission and sins of omission. Both of these are wicked in God's eyes. And it's all but guaranteed that you've committed both types of sins in your lifetime. Probably many times. As Christian... We need to be on high alert for sin in our lives, for it can hinder our prayers, lead to chastisement, even lead to death and misery. The Bible in Genesis said, If thou dost well, shalt thou not be accepted, and if thou dost not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And sin, when is it? Finished, bringeth forth death in James 1 and 15. 
What does the Bible teach about these two types of sins? I want to read this. Sins of commission are sins that we commit by doing something that we shouldn't do. It is the type of sin in which we are most familiar. For example, if a man brutally beat an elderly lady on the subway, we'd be infuriated and disgusted. Or if a man, whoop, whoop, if a man cheated on his wife, we'd immediately know it was sin. Why? Those things are easy to recognize and they're as sins of commission. It is something someone did that they shouldn't have done. The Apostle Paul gives us a short list of sins of commission in 1 Corinthians. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexual, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, or extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Here are some other examples of sins of commission, sexual sins, adultery, fornication, bestiality, homosexuality, bisexuality, molestation, pornography. There's a bunch of them. Theft, covetousness, covetousness murder, physical abuse, bullying, mental abuse, gossip, slander, backbiting, lying, manipulating, cursing. There's a lot of them, sins of commission, p things that you know. When you do them, you know they're wrong. You know, it, it, it's, it's uh, well, to me, the Holy Spirit prompts me. As soon as I do something that I shouldn't have done, the Holy Spirit prompts me. And, and some people call it, a, you know, the world calls it a conscience, but I call it the Holy Spirit tapped me on the shoulder saying, you shouldn't have done that. But the ones that he really kind of give me a whooping over it's the sins of omission sometimes we forget about these you might have guessed sins of omission are sins we commit by not doing something that we should do this is a sin that is easy to hide from others it's difficult to commit a sin of commission and get away with it but it's quite easy to commit a sin of omission without others knowing therefore I think this type of sin perhaps is the most dangerous for our Christian walk. Here are some of the examples of the sins of omission. Failing to pray regularly or failing to pray for others in our lives. Consider what the prophet Samuel said in the Old Testament. Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you, but I will teach you the good and the right way. Failing to tithe. Will a man rob God? Yet where have you robbed me? Yet ye have robbed me. But we say, wherein have we robbed thee? And he said, in tithes and in offerings. Failing to help another person. He said, therefore to him who knows to do good and does it not, to him it is sin. Failing to provide for your family. But if any man provide not for his own and especially for those of his own house, he denieth the faith and is worse than an infidel. Failing to read and study the Bible regularly. It says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. D.L. Moody said this. He said either this book will keep you from sin or sin will keep you from this book. 
Failing to fellowship with other Christians. Attend. You need to attend some, some, some type of church. Find yourself a church home. It says, not forsaking the assemblies of ourselves together as the manner of some is. I've heard pastor quote this thing time after time after time. And in so much, uh, but exhorting one another and in so much more as you see the day approaching. There are many others, many other sins of omission. Things that we should do that we don't do. People we see on the street that God gives us an opportunity to tell about the love of Jesus and we don't do it. Well, I'm busy. Well, I got this to do. I'm running, me, I'm running a route. I'm, you know, God, I just don't have time. I'm trying to get this route run. There's times that you just need to stop. Tell people about the Lord. We're on our way to heaven. We're, 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 we're having the best times of our life serving the Lord. It's great. I love serving the Lord. I love being in church. I love being around my family. But for every one of us that's in here today, there's a hundred out there that don't know Jesus. That we pass by every day. Every day. We talk to them. We, we, we're they're, they're business partners or business people that come into our businesses or, or you work by them in the factory every, every day. Do you take time out to tell them about Jesus? Do you take time out? I know, I know they look at you and I, and I have people come up to me and, and, and I, I'm, this sounds bra- and I don't mean to be bragging at all. It's not, not my intention. But they said, I, I know you're a Christian can you pray for my family? Can you pray for my, I've got a son that's sick, or I've got a son that, that, that needs the Lord. Can you, can you pray with me? And, and it, it, it does me so much good that they even recognize that I'm a Christian, that God shows through me enough that they see him through me. We need to take that time. You know, I have got uh, uh, there's three of us tonight that we're going to pray here in just a little bit. The three things God dealt with me about we was going I was going to do four, but he he took he took the one off my heart because really the personal personal repentance is is. Uh, is family because everybody in the family is repenting. But I'm going to pray for personal repentance. And I'm not going to pray for you. I can't pray personal repentance for you. I have to pray for me. So when we come up here in just a little few minutes, we're going to start off with personal repentance. Lord, forgive me. Each individual in here, you have to pray for yourself. I can't pray for you. Randy can't pray for you. We'd love if we could pray. If we could pray and, uh, for people and get their forgiveness, we'd be praying for all our family, and they'd be forgiven, and we'd be we'd be all going to heaven. But it's a personal thing. And then uh, I don't see Pastor. I get Pastor. Pastor's been a busy busy guy this week. Bless his heart. Brother Mike's going to come up. It's, no, Brother Michael's going to come up. 
and pray with, for repentance for our church. It, it, it may not be that we've committed any sin of, of commission, but just the things that we we're not doing yet. Just God forgive us for that. And then Bill Marvin's going to come up. I love Brother Bill. The man's been everywhere. <laughs> he served in our he served in our armed forces, and uh, he's been he's been a lot of places. But I want him to I want him to pray for our country, our nation. And then we're just going to just just end in just prayer together. But I, I think I spoke longer than I told Randy. I was going to be real short. <laughs> but if everybody would, let's come around the front. Brother Mike and Brother Marvin would come on up with me. If Thank you, Jesus. You know, I don't see a face here that I don't really know. I love these people. I love the people in this church. God, uh, this, this thing he gave me is, is, for me, probably more than anybody else. But when we pray, the first time I want us to pray for personal forgiveness. Just God, forgive me. Forgive me of, of, of anything and everything that I, could, that, that I can think of and can, I can't think of. The sins of omission, the things that I'm not doing. God, show me. And we're going to pray for that. And then uh, Brother Mike's going to pray for the church. And Brother Marvin's going to pray for the nation. Just come on in. Let's, let's, get, it, let's get it together. There's power and unity. And I know some of them can't have to sit down, and that's fine. But just come on in a little ways. Let's pray. Oh, Lord. God, I thank you for being my Lord. God, I, God, I ask you to forgive me, Lord, of everything, Lord. All the sin, Lord, that I have in my life, Lord. I, I, I can't think of one sin of commission right now, Lord. But God, I ask you to forgive me if there's something that I don't know, Lord, that's in my life. Lord, I ask you to remind me and to touch me, Lord, and to forgive me of that. Uh, Lord, help me, God, to be that person, Lord, that, that, that touches other people, Lord. Uh, the sins of omission, the things that I should be doing, God, that I'm not doing, God. Uh, if I'm ushering, God, to be the best usher that I could be or, or taking up the offering or whatever I'm doing in the church, God, help us to be the best that we could be in that, Lord. Forgive us if we get lax in our duty. God, for God, we're doing it for you, Lord. I ask you, God, right now, Lord, that each that just touch me, Lord, touch me, forgive me.
me, God. It starts with me, Lord. And I ask you, Lord, that I would do the things that you would have me to do, God. Lord, I ask you, Lord, to move upon my life, Lord, and keep me in your perfect will, Lord, at all times, Lord. Lord, I ask you, Lord, to touch me, Lord, and keep me in, Lord, everything that I do, every step that I take, Lord, may it be ordered by you, God. Lord, I just thank you and I praise you and I glorify your holy name because you are worthy of our praise. You are worthy, Lord, of my praise. God, I just thank you, Lord. I give you honor and praise, Lord. Lord, I ask you, Lord, that if, if there's anything in my life, Lord, that, that's not pleasing to you, Lord, to pick it out, to, to help me to, to know what it is and to pick it out of my life, Lord, and Jesus. Jesus' precious name, Lord. Uh, God, I give you honor and praise. Uh, in Jesus' precious name, uh, Lord, we, Lord, Lord, Brother Mike is going to pray, Lord, now over our church, Lord. Uh, and I ask you, Lord, to touch him, Lord, right now and touch our church. Uh, in Jesus' precious name. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you tonight for the privilege that we have to be in the house of the Lord. God, as we come to you tonight, Lord, and Brother B.B.'s had this burden upon his heart, God, I, I pray as a body of believers tonight, as the church that you established years and years ago, God, I, I pray, God, that you'd forgive us of the sins that we have failed you in. God, you said in your word that if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and seek your face. And God, if we would just turn from our wicked ways, Lord, you promised us that you would forgive us of our sins and that you would heal our lands. And Lord, evidently there was people before us that has failed in this area. And I pray, God, as the church body tonight, Lord, that we would examine ourselves. And God, that we would become the church that you would have us to become, God. Lord, for you said in your word that judgment must first begin at the house of God. I pray, Holy Ghost, Lord, that you would help us today, God, in this day, in this hour, in this time that we live. And God, the way our world is, God, that maybe we have failed you in praying, God, for our leaders, praying for our country, praying for us individually and corporately, God, as a body of believers. God, that we need you now more than ever, God. And I pray, God, that you would forgive the church as a whole tonight, God. Lord, of the failures that we have failed you in. Maybe we've not spent enough time on our knees for our country, God, or for our pastors, Lord, or for our leaders in this church, God. Maybe, maybe, Lord, that we've not done our part, God, in believing those that are sick for the healings tonight, God. Uh, Lord, I know tonight, God, that there's areas that your people is in tonight, God, that we can do better for the kingdom of God, Lord. Uh, I pray tonight, God, that you'll touch us. Help us to be ever so mindful, God, of, of this church and of the, of the place that you brought us to, God. Uh, Lord, whether it's individuals in this house or whether it's corporately, God. Uh, Lord, that we're to pray as a body of believers together for your church. Lord, you ain't got two or three churches. You only got one church. 
And Lord, we are a part of the family of God tonight, Lord. And God, this body of believers needs you tonight, God. And I pray, Holy Ghost, that you just get a hold of us tonight. Lord, as we repent for the failures and for the shortcomings that we've had in our lives, in our doings, for the ministry, for the church, and for our classes. God, whatever capabilities that you've given to your people tonight. And God, for our failures that we have failed you in, God. And Lord, if we're not doing our part in the kingdom, then Father, we're repenting tonight, God. Lord, if we're not doing our part in the family, God, then we ask you to forgive us, God. Holy Ghost, we need you in this place. God, we want you to humble us like never we've never been humble before, God. Lord, we want you to move upon us, God. Lord, the church needs the touch of heaven, God. We can't operate without you tonight, God. We repent tonight, God. We ask you, Lord. Holy Ghost, just come in our hearts. Come in our lives and what we have failed you in tonight, God. Lord, that you would remove our sins. Help us to be the church that you can use in this last days, God. Help us to be the body of believers, God, that you can use in this last day. Help us tonight, God, to be a chosen generation that you've called us to be. A royal priesthood, God. I pray tonight, God, that you would forgive the church of its laxadaisy tonight, God. Lord, that we've got lax and we got restful, God. We got uh, set at ease in Zion, Lord. And God, we missed opportunities. And, and God, we missed things tonight that we could have done for the kingdom of God. But we let situations maybe and circumstances maybe and, and maybe things happen, God, that caused us not to do the work of God. And, and, and we failed you in areas, God. I don't know all there is that the church has, has failed you in, but I do know, God, that we've not prayed enough. I know, God, that we've not sought you enough, God. I, I know that we've not battled enough, God, in your warfare that we're in, God. I, God, I know that we failed in pulling down strongholds like we should have pulled them down. I, God, I know the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God of uh, uh, pulling down strongholds. God, I, I know that we failed you, for we not wrestle against flesh and blood, uh, but, Lord, that we've fight against principalities and, and, the, and the rulers of darkness of this present age, God. And, and Lord, maybe we've not prayed enough and maybe we've not walked the corners and the halls of the church enough, God. And maybe we failed you and by not bombarding heaven, God, that you would roll back the windows of heaven unto your people, God. I, I pray, God, that you put us here for such a, a time as this, Lord, that you put the church in a wicked generation that we might uh, show a light in darkness, God, and maybe maybe we failed you, God, but not being the light that we should have been, God. Uh, Lord, we're up on a hill, you said, that our light's supposed to shine for everybody to see, and maybe 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 we failed you in, in our light shining like it should, and I, I pray, God, uh, Holy Ghost, that you'll just come down and forgive us uh, of our faults and our failures and, and the things that we missed opportunities in, uh, in your kingdom. Kingdom, God, and I, I pray, God, uh, Holy Ghost, as the church prays and believes together, God, we pray for mercy. We pray for your grace, God. Holy Ghost, this church needs you tonight. 
We need you, God. Lord, Papa Bluff needs you tonight, God. And this church, we pray that we'll rise up in such a day that we're living, God, that we'll be a light into a, a lost and dark world tonight, God. And Lord, that people, when they see this church upon a hill, that they'll say God's been in this place and that God rests upon that hill. For I know the people that that they pray, that they seek the face of God. Lord, help us to be a people tonight of prayer. Help us to be a people that the world will recognize that we have been with God, that they see us and they see God in us tonight, God. We pray, we repent, God, for everything that we have failed you in. We ask you tonight, God, that you'll just come and, Lord, that you'll minister to this place let this be a beginning of a new birth in this church let this be a time that the church rises up God we see where we have failed you and we ask for your mercy tonight God and we're believing for great things to be birthed out of our lives God for your glory not ours but for you tonight God and we'll praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. I'd just like to take a moment to kind of set your mind and think about it. In 2016, this church gathered together in a cry of desperation where the church was open during one day for about 14 hours. And we had people come in and pray about the election, pray about our nation, what was taking place. And uh, my wife and I, we were honor honored in the fact that we were able to be here during that time. And one of the things that we noticed most of all was the fact of how families come in to pray. Sometimes the mother would come in by herself while the husband stayed at home with the kids. But directly after she would leave a little bit later, there again the husband would come in and pray. So it was a corporate thing. And if we just kind of need to remind ourselves how God answered prayer. How God is on the throne and how he has each one of us concerned in our hearts and our lives. He he's concerned about us and the like. We, we had that Cry of desperation is what we called it when we come in and prayed that day. And like, and God answered prayer in behalf of the Church of America. We don't understand what all's taken place. We don't understand all the accusations and rigmarole and all the rest of it. But we know that God is on the throne. And when God's people unite together, one mind, one heart, and one accord in unity, Things can be accomplished for the Lord. In my daily devotion yesterday morning, uh, I got a new guide, uh, guidepost daily devotional book for my uh, son's mother-in-law as a Christmas present. And in that reading yesterday morning, it brings out that Abraham Lincoln made the statement, is quoted in, the, in that, is quoted in the fact that Abraham Lincoln said the nation is only strong as the house that prays, the home that prays. 
And we need to get that back to America. We need to get that embedded in our lives and in our hearts today and the like. I have a guide, so to speak, that I'm going to use. I didn't know what Brother Randy was going to say. I didn't know what Brother Mike was going to say. But we had different items prepared back in 2016. My wife had brought it, um, put it together, and it was for the cry of desperation prayer targets. So tonight, in our way of, in my way of praying, I want to pray the scriptures for our nation and for personal repentance as we prayed in 2016. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we praise you and we count it an honor to be, Lord, be able to come unto you and call upon the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Proverbs 14.34 tells us that righteousness exalts a nation, but a sin is a disgrace to any people. Daniel 9 and 5, but we have sinned and done wrong. We have rebelled against you and scorned your commandments, commands and regulations. Isaiah 59 verses 1 and 2. The Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor his, his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities has separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he will not hear. Revelation 2 and 4. But I have, have this against you, that you have left your first love. But I have this against you, that you have left your first love. 1 John 1, 9. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous, forgiving us our sins and cleansing us from all unrighteousness. Lord, we praise you and we thank you, God. You're a God of restoration, God. Lord, of personal restoration, of national restoration. But Lord, you tell us in your word that judgment begins in the house of God. And Lord, we call upon your mercy and grace, God. As Brother Randy had brought forth tonight about the sins of omission and the sins of commission, Father. God, we open our hearts and our lives before you, asking God that you would show, shine your spotlight upon our lives to help us to be the people that you want us to be. Help us to know your word and help us to stand upon your word, God. Because what you say in the word comes into us, and you said that what we speak in the tongue is life and death. God, we need to be filled and overflowing with your word in our lives, God. And that can only come by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We pray for our country from the east to the west, from the north to the south. That your spirit would move across this land. But God, we ask you first of all, God, help us to be right before you, God. That we can be part of what, a small part, whatever, Father, that you decide in this movement, God, that we might be, Lord, vessels surrendered to you, used for your glory, not for man's glory, God, but that we would be led by the Holy Spirit during the highways and the byways of life, God, whether it's our own family, whether it's our neighbors, whether it's acquaintances that we come to, 
whether it's co-workers, God, whatever the circumstances, God, you've placed each one of your people in a vital situation, God. They have influence, more influence than they themselves give themselves credit for. But God, that you can empower people with the power of the Holy Spirit. God, we ask you to fall upon us, God. Lord, that we might be surrendered unto you and be used for your glory as you see fit, Father. And we would be careful to praise you and give you the praise and honor and glory. Lord, as we read in Luke chapter 10 and verse chapter 10 and chapter 11, God, your word tells us to ask, to seek, to knock, God. Lord, sometimes we get it backwards, but no matter how we get it backwards, asking, seeking, or seeking and asking and knocking, or whatever we do, God, when we open our hearts unto you, Lord, you mend us, you heal us, God. With your restoration, Lord, comes healing through the power of the Holy Spirit, the redemptive work of the cross. Do we understand it all? No, we're just humans with a minimal amount of knowledge, but sometimes we think we know it all. When you just said simply to trust and obey you and to call upon your name in the time of trouble, that you will be our strong tower, God. Lord, we fight individual battles. We fight individual circumstances, God. But we also fight collective circumstances, Father. And Lord, we need the strength of the body of believers in Christ joining together as you would desire and as you would lead us, God, through the godly leaders that you've placed in charge of us, God. And we will submit ourselves to authority because we trust you, Lord, and we trust those that you've appointed over us, God. We will not be like the child, the children of Israel going off seeking their own will and their way, God. Lord, with arrogant attitudes and attitudes of, that we know best. God, we surrender our hearts and our lives to you new and afresh daily, God, unto you, God, to complete that work, God, that you first started maybe many years ago or maybe just recently, God. But God, we need your Holy Spirit to lead us, guiding and directing us, God, because you are the way maker. Lord, help us to get into your word, Father. Help us to be able to find a Bible, a translation that can expound, God, what you, Holy Spirit, would want us to know, God. That we would not be ignorant of the word, God, but we would be able to use the word as the Holy Spirit would give us the unction. Lord, as we witness, as we testify, but the simplest thing of it is, God, Basically, we just need to tell others what Jesus has done for us and how if Jesus done a, to that for us and has been our Savior and our provision and our provider, he can do the same for them. Because we live in a world, God, without hope. We live in a world with anxiety. We live in a world with people trying to escape the very lives that God has given them. Lord, we humble ourselves and we call out to you, Father. We're nothing, then. you're everything. We ask you, God, to move mightily, God, in individual lives. We understand about personal repentance before you, God. 
We have to give our, get ourselves right before we can be used by the kingdom of God. And Lord, we're just mortal flesh, Father. And we need your forgiveness. We need your grace and your mercy every day that we live. And Lord, we thank you and we praise you, Lord, of what you've done, what you're going to do, and God, what you're going to do in the future in each and every life, God. We praise you because, Lord, we know that you are the way maker. When there doesn't seem to be a way, you make the way, God. Lord, you know the needs represented here tonight, whether it's for healing, whether it's financial needs, whether it's relationship needs, God. You're no respecter of persons, God. But, Lord, we bind together to move and to heal, God, through the redemptive work of the cross, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, that shed his blood upon Calvary, God, that redemptive work where he received the stripes for our healing, God. As we study your word and as we delve into your word, we can find many scriptures that reaffirm what you would have for your children. And God, we praise you and we thank you, God, for your bountiful blessings. Help us to be the church that you've called us to be, God. This light upon the hill, Father. This light in Poplar Bluff and Butler County in the state of Missouri and across this nation, God. Lord, don't leave no one behind, Father. Lord, we call unto you. We remember our children. We remember the mother and dad that are struggling for putting the bread on the table and the roof over the head, God. We remember the people that are in age, Father, wondering what's ahead of them, God. But, Lord, we have the assurance of what your word says, that your latter will be greater than your former. Lord, and we know that you are our hope, you're our, our re resurrection and the hope. And, Lord, we just look unto you to lead, guide, guard, and direct, and protect. And we give you the praise. Everyone just take a few minutes now and let's just praise the Lord and thank him for this time that he's allowed us to be together. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We bless your name, God. God, we praise you and we thank you, God.